When people ask, is everything a conspiracy? The answer is yes. Who and what is controlling everything and why? They, they practice sorcery. I can't argue against magic. <laughs> I don't know what it is that we live on, but I believe it's a realm. This realm that we live in is the lowest level of heaven, highest level of hell. Chicken snake gods and the Anunnaki and sorcery. If Sam says the chicken snake god is running everything, I'm literally in the world of crazy. <laughs> I'm winning. <laughs> You're losing. Conspiracy Social Club, aka Deep Waters. Deep Waters. Deep Waters. Brian, uh, I also have something. I'm 48 and I have a zit on my face. What do you think yep. of that? I get like, those too. Is there a god? Questionable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you're wearing a hat and it clogs your pores. You got good skin otherwise. And then, though. Brian, look at this. You know what that is? What? A, sh a, a shave cut. Yeah, because I have to shave my eyeballs. That's yeah. how hairy I am. I have to shave all the way up to my eyeballs, yep. and I nick the top of my cheek. The top of my cheek yeah, has to get razor. shaved. Got a dull razor. Got no, a dull razor. Can't have a dull too, razor. Too, too sharp. I felt I it like cheese coming out. Like, oh no, that's not good. And I got my zit, so it looks like I took two bullets in the head. It's okay. The head, the, the face looks good. The face Thank looks good. Thank you, bro. Working out, feeling good. Working on stealing guns. There you stealing go. Guns from you. What is that? That's how you take a gun, bro. Oh, let me see again. Okay, so you sit here. You're basically gonna go like high, like you're high. So you're like yeah. boom, and you want to get with these fingers because all you're trying to do is just you get the barrel out correct. of the way. Bang, yeah. right, right, bang. I yeah. grab it, I come in, I come, and then I could eat, I, I, and then I kick Wait, show it me again how you come into the, the, show me again how you come to the inside. Do, so you grab it again, grab it with no, the No, you left. don't grab, Brian. You do grab, but you put, you, you, bam. And you're yeah. actually like going like this, right? Bang, you're pushing yep. down, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hard. Okay, now you grab come it. up under. Oh, you, you see what you just it. did? Now you see what you just did? You just what? shot your own fucking hand off. No, I didn't shoot. Yeah, you Brian, didn't clear a barrel, bro. Brian, Brian, you didn't clear a fucking barrel. You just got shot in the fucking bicep. Yeah, it is. Brian, is this a belt yeah, test? Yeah, it is. You just got shot in the bicep, Brian, bro. I did not. Boom. You it's fucking came degrees, under. It's Brian. Show it again. Show it a fucking again, God okay, damn it. So this right, is right, shit right. technique. Yeah. You see right yep, there? Yep, yep, yep. Bang. I'm back. No, I'm right there. All right, that's Brian. good. That time, right there. that time you side, kept your. I come in, bang, yeah. bang, yep. and I'm keeping it forward. Bang. Yeah. So it's out great. Okay, good. Now here's the problem. I broke it. I pulled back. Yeah. Ha! Well, you kept your you kept your elbow in. Last time you did, and it was shit elbow work. Brian. Your elbows have never been disciplined. I'm going to be honest with you. Your elbows, the way your thoughts are not disciplined. You're going to shoot yourself in the fucking arm. And I and yeah. I have a problem. Well, I haven't taken elbow discipline class yet. That's the next bell. Keep your elbows in. If you're grappling, elbows in. If you're fucking disarming, elbows in. God I damn love it. it. I yeah. love it. Yeah. Brian, I just told you how to save your life. No, no I appreciate That's that. All. That's all. I do all. appreciate that. That's all. I no. do appreciate that. Now, <laughs> are they teaching you how to disarm a knife? Because if they're telling you to grab we a knife, you're going to cut. Yeah, you're going to get cut. You want to Yeah, move? I mean, I'm going to get cut. Well, first of all, just let me tell you, if someone yeah. wants my wallet, they could have it. Yes. 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 Uh, you froze. Like, if I'm doing security Wait, you froze. at like a 7-Eleven, yeah. I froze yeah. on my back. What were you saying? Okay, can you hear me at least? Yeah, now I can hear you. Go ahead. Yeah. If I'm like doing security at a 7-Eleven, just know I will help the robber. I'm not getting paid enough 
to yeah. do anything other than help him. I'll, I'll start loading stuff in like his, I'm his Me mother too. getting him ready for a Me fucking too. picnic. I'm like, you need some Skittles. You need some water. I'll do you, you one better. Some... If you're in my house and you're stealing my TV, yeah, I'm going to let you steal my TV. I'm not going to shoot you. I'm not going to shoot you. I'll help you carry it out. Yeah. I'm not, I just, I, I wouldn't kill a robber. Uh, my, my kid dynamite just said I will, but I wouldn't kill somebody for stealing my shit. Cause I figure they're just stealing. It, it's when you, when you're going to do bodily harm to me or my family, I'm going to shoot you in the fucking stomach and watch right. you die. But if you have a gun, you're going to go, dude, get the fuck out of my house. Yeah. I'm going to go get that, drop the stuff and get drop out. Drop it, go. Or, or go drop back. the stuff. I'll go, I'll go get your phone out. Get your phone out. Call yeah. your mother. Call yeah. your mother right now. Yeah. Tell your mother that yep. this nice white guy is going to let you live today and Whoa, I'm, you're never going to do this shit again. Wait a minute. Why are you assuming this is a, that the guy who's robbing my house is of color? The no, fuck? because I'm a white guy. Oh. Tell that guy that even if I'm talking about white people, I talk, yeah. I call them white people. Are you suggesting but, that there's not a, that, that the person robbing your house is more likely no, to be non-white? I'm assuming it's a tweaker white guy oh. or maybe okay. Mexican. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. 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 Brian, are Speaking you trying which, to get me canceled, you motherfucker? Well, I had, uh, you know... Um, Brian, you I, tried to get me canceled. <laughs> Can't cancel well, what's already canceled, uh, by the way. That's true. That's true. Brian, you're, did you're, I tell you the name of my new special that I'm finishing up? No. Oh, why are you getting quiet? That's the name of my new special. <laughs> Is that true? Yeah. Why are you getting quiet? Yeah. Why are you getting quiet? That's fucking about. good. Five Sam, did you read? My... Did you read the article I sent you? I will not read anything from the Atlantic. No, you should. You read it. It's it's not about the Atlantic. The Atlantic has some good articles, and I agree with okay, you a lot you of times. Okay, you know what, Brian? You're right. I was yeah. just having a conversation. Well, no, he was saying that he was that. taking the right and the left to task about that. The right uses disinformation, and and the left uses cancellation. And the only reason they both do that is because it works for them right now, and they could easily switch sides. And he was just making the point that. One of the one of the disruptions in our world, the way the printing press was a disruption, because it, it allowed ideas to disseminate much faster, is is that we don't really know, and we've talked about this. We don't really know, like how to deal with parties. So so there are different interest groups, whether they're on the left or the right, right. that actually can gain advantage by spreading misinformation and disinformation, and. And the problem is the media, whether they're on the right or the left, also benefits from at least repeating the misinformation and then either debunking it or or being on the side of it. And there's an incentive and both sides and people can use lies and outright uh, fabrications to their advantage. And the bigger, the challenge for all of us, whether you're a liberal or right wing, MAGA, woke, whatever it is, the challenge is to figure out a way to um, call those people out and figure out a way to really get to what's actually happening on the ground so that we don't use this shit as an, as, as our, to our tactical advantage. And we don't, more importantly, what we're doing, whether we're canceling or whether we're using or we're trolling or whether we're using disinformation is we're trying to marginalize and discredit and actually silence the other side who may have ideas that you didn't think about. And that's kind of what it is. And so. I think it's meant to cause just divide and conquer as well. When 100%. you, when you, when you, 
you live in an echo chamber. You only want to, you only hear what you want to hear. Right. Instead of hearing what you need to hear. Right. And uh, Reagan was a big part of that. He got rid of the part where they, it was a law that the news had to have both sides of the discussion. So you would get both sides of the information. And so I was kind of going, I was having a conversation with my friend Bart out here in Alaska. And he was talking about how, if he brought up a point that the, uh, the left didn't necessarily agree with, they would always say, oh, that that's what Trump says. Meaning that anything that Trump says is automatically not right. right. And I'm like, well, a broken clock is right twice a day. If it's 3 p.m. Hold on. Other clock is hold working. On, hold on. You, you die. Say, that, say that part again. Can, say that, if I it's 3 p.m., say that again. I bet. I'm basically basically is if a broken clock a broken clock's right twice a day and yeah. if it's 3 p.m. it's 3 p.m. regardless right. of whether you like it or not and you know I, I will tell you this about Joe Biden if he does things I like I give him credit for it because I really hated when people wouldn't do that with Trump like if Trump right. did something like I thought was good and they would they would just pound on him because it was Trump so if Biden is the one that gets us out of Afghanistan you have to give him credit for that 100% that's exactly a really good point and that's so fucking important so let me ask you about this so let's get into a conspiracy what are you do you feel well can I say one yeah. thing real quick if yes. we're going to move off this point yeah uh, it's right the same now point, yeah I am getting a lot of crap from both my family members and people who are family of people I care about very much. And they're very upset with my, a lot of my posts right now on Instagram. Uh, the one that seems to be getting the most reaction to is that LA is about the mandate mass again, when we both have seen, and I even posted the email, which nobody looked into, uh, where Fauci was saying, basically, store masks don't work. Correct. So I go, if we know the guy that's leading the cause in this thing has in an email stated that these masks don't work, why are we masking up again? And people didn't even want to make it to that second thing. And they think I'm saying, I'm saying don't get the vaccine. I say you do whatever you want. Don't mandate mandate that I have to take the vaccine. My body, my choice. That's right. my whole thing. But right. nobody wants to see that. Well, it's and very it's interesting that you say my body, my choice, because this is where we all have contradictions, right? So the left is is very pro-choice. I am pro-choice. And women say my body, my choice. However, you should take the vaccine, right? So so it's 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 very hard as a human being not to contradict yourself. Well, Brian, but you have to work well, not to. Well, yeah. also, both of their arguments on both sides when it comes to hypocrisy is about life, right? I mean, yeah. like when the left, when the right gets mad at the left for uh, pro-choice, they say the life of the child. You're thinking about the life of the baby that you're you're getting rid of. And then when the left gets mad at the right about vaccines, they're like, think about the lives you, that are gonna be affected if you don't. It's all about uh, someone else's life. I, I, all I, I also think, you know, listen, and I, and I don't wanna get too controversial, but I, I to your point, you know, if 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 you are that pro-life, you know, it's interesting that the right it, it, there are always contradictions. So so the right is is pro-death penalty, but pro pro-life. And I understand yeah. I, there are Christian uh, there are Christian uh, sort of uh, overtones to that I, I get it. But, you know, if you are that pro-life, I would also ask, have you really looked into 
what the Afghanistan and Iraq and Middle Eastern wars are doing to the innocent populations in those countries. Yes, have you looked into, have you, or, or does it matter as, and, and this is a question, but you have, we all have to ask ourselves this question. Are they brown? Are they over there? Are they Muslim? And are you saying things like, oh, well, they don't look at human life the way we do, because you hear that all the time. So we yeah. justify a lot of fucking injustice because it's a different tribe. And I'm not just saying that that you know, but but you so you have to take a you have to take a look as you get older at your own biases, at your own unconscious biases, because we all have them, starting with me. I for sure have them. So that that's that's something as I get older, I work really hard to work at. And you know, to your point about masks, man, look, so so a lot of people got vaccinated and they got vaccinated in good faith because they got vaccinated saying, I get to get vaccinated and we get to get back to this. Masks are claustrophobic for a lot of people like right. myself. I find them very claustrophobic and, I, and I, I've been from day one, I've been skeptical, I'm not a scientist, but I have been skeptical about whether or not they work because like you said, I, I watched Fauci talk about how they do very little. So I need an explanation. Do they do something or do they not? If you're saying store-bought masks don't work, if I'm able to take my mask off on a plane, I'm sitting right next to somebody when I eat, but I have to put it on otherwise. Yeah. This is kind of like whack-a-mole. And I, and, I, and I don't see enough evidence. I really don't see enough evidence that shutdowns and masks work better than no shutdowns and when people are able to kind of like socially distance on their own accord. I'm a big believer in personal responsibility and let, letting people figure things out. I also sympathize with health bureaucrats who say that our fucking system is overrun. But but like I, I have a big problem with this going back to masks personally. That And I don't think I'm being irresponsible. You'd have to prove to me that store-bought masks are actually lifesavers. The other thing is, Sam, that because people have been getting vaccinated, the death rate is is down 93%. It's so low, it's crazy. So we know from the data, because over 2 billion people have been vaccinated, we know whether you're pro-vax or anti-vax, I'm pro-vaccination generally, but we know that this vaccine has actually lowered the death rate everywhere. So if that's the case, if that's what they're saying, and that is what they're saying, that the death rate, hospitalizations may be, you know, at one level, but the death rate is, is very fucking low now. So what is it? Can we get some consistency? Because the people that you disagree with, you might think it's all a conspiracy, but even the people that you think are conspiring are admitting that the death rate has drastically reduced thanks to vaccines. So now, so are we going to do another shutdown? What the fuck are we talking about here, man? Yes. I, do you understand? So I'm not getting any communication and you want me to just do a, you just want me to obey? Fuck, I'm not going to do it. I totally when agree. When is enough enough? Well, when it's complete and utter uh, control. Do you think the vaccine, uh, do you, are you, uh, do you think the vaccine itself is a conspiracy? It clearly works, right? We have the data. Well, Brian, here's the whole thing. It's like we're, we're in a dangerous spot right now because now we're going to go down this other rabbit hole and it's very, uh, it, it is incredibly complex. Okay. Uh, we have seen over and over again that the numbers of people who actually died from COVID itself is maybe, and the CDC's own numbers put it at out total quote unquote COVID deaths. The only deaths that actually are attributed to just COVID was around 6%. 
of the total deaths. Everybody else, Brian, had multiple conditions. Yes. Okay. Comorbidities. So, That's exactly so, right. That's an important point. You're making a very good point because, and I would also add, with all due respect, that the majority of people who were younger, who were not 65, 75 and over, were very obese and had a lot of health problems, right? Yes. And so 100%. it doesn't mean it's not a threat to some people, 100%, but kids, anybody under 17, vanishingly slim. I mean, less than anything. So no, it's not, it doesn't affect kids, but you got 13 year olds like my daughter having to get a vaccine. Well, hmm. that's the whole thing, Brian. So, so when we sit here and we go, when you go, oh, deaths are down 98% or whatever number you said, which I always question all statistics, whether it's on, and even mine. I mean, if you question my statistics, I'm like, okay, you're totally right. I mean, we'll never know the true numbers of anything unless we do the research ourselves. So how many of those deaths that are no longer being counted as COVID deaths would have been counted as COVID deaths before the vaccine rolls out? How many people that are, are being found to have COVID again uh, are because they're messing with the, the PRC test again, where they had modulized them so high up that they were giving false readings, openly admitted. So it's a complex issue. It's well, not- my, my own experience, like getting on a plane to go to Europe, I had to have a couple of things. One, if I was going to France, I was going to have to prove I, prove I had vac- been vaccinated. Yeah. Two, to go to the UK, I could not get on a plane unless I had a COVID negative COVID test that was under three days old. Then on the way back from France, I had to show that I had a negative COVID test before I could get on a plane and come back to the United States. So, and oh, and by the way, when I got to Europe, I had to take, uh, I believe I had to take a test two days after and then eight days after, okay? And I'm not done. And when you get to the UK, you have to quarantine regardless of whether you're negative or not. And they call and track your phone. So if you go somewhere with your phone, you're fucked. So, So they will, so they, so Kid Dynamite got called twice to see where she was to make sure that she was where, in place for one week or five days or something. How crazy is that? So they, a lot of the other countries in Europe are not fucking around. The European Union is, is as serious as a heart attack about this shit. And so yeah, I don't know, I mean, man, it's it a tough time. It is what it is, bro. I mean, that sounds like a lot social credit score stuff and I, I, you know, I mean, now the government's tracking you and now but what do we do though? So, so you're a conspiracy theorist, but what do we do if, if there's a fucking, so what if COVID like, just say COVID is what it is. What if a serious disease escapes from the lab, like a disease that kills people, you know, it's got a 50% mortality rate. That's going to be crazy. The one thing I will tell you, Brian, is that if we're really in this place, okay. If we're really in where somebody's coming to get, where something's coming to get you, you yeah. won't have to take a test to know whether you have it or not. <laughs> that's okay. If it's just like, die. Yeah. It's like if it's yeah, that true. bad that's a, a death, you will know it. Yeah. You will know. You know. Well, I'm it's not like that know, bad. You will know it. You will know it will be us by the trail of the dead, right? That's yeah. kind of. But shit doesn't affect me. Pathogens are afraid of me. My body is so. I'm so fucking. I'm so pure. I'm so. You know what it is, dude? I. I. I am. I am, it's weird because 
like if you were to put a piece of meat on my body and yeah. I had to lie there for for in a hot room for a week, yeah. that piece of meat yeah. would not rot. It would yeah. not rot. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah, something dude. about my presence that keeps things super purified, and I don't know what it is. And birds, as you know, land on my shoulders. Um, oh, crows land it, on bro. yours. Crows land on yours because you got <laughs> I'm cool darkness, with that, dude. Because they're three-eyed crows, bro, and they're telling me the future. What and the, the future fuck? is you're taking L's, brother. Come Big on, dude. Long arms, meaty, veiny L's. Brother. Nah, dude. I, today's been. I'm, I'm getting tired of agreeing with you. We're kind of having these stupid <laughs> fucking conversations because at the end of the so, day, so I'm we're winning. living in some really interesting times right now, Brian. That like. You know, you talk about the information and what, what information's right, what information's wrong, but it doesn't even, if you came out right now with the most unbiased report on what was going on and presented it to people, most people wouldn't even listen to it. Most because it doesn't That's fit the, problem, the narrative. though, but the, the way you counteract that, whether you're getting information from the left or the right, whatever it is, there is a way, there is a way to find out if it's bullshit. And the, and the way you do it is you trace back to where it originated. Where did this story fucking come from? And then you look at where it came from and you look at the source of where it came from and then you grill that source. You can find that shit out until people go, wait, I got to see where this came from. And we have a a, we have a like literally a non-partial kind of like um, we need an institution that is that has deeply is has deep integrity to actually look at whether or not this is true or not. And if a fucking news organization is making money off of off of disinformation and or even just putting it out there before, then they should be sanctioned. They should be fucking shamed, whatever the case, man, because it, the truth is. People are making money, wherever they are, people are making money and gaining advantage, political and financial advantage, from spreading bullshit. And I have a problem. 100%, Brian. And there's just, there's no punishment for blatantly lying. Of course And you actually get, actually promoted now if you show a willingness to play ball to the official narrative. So- I don't know. Well, yeah, look at the left. The right has its own issues. But the, the left is basically has taken over the institutions of academia. They have taken over the news and they're, they've really taken over control of employers. So that when you, when you have an idea that's counter to the narrative, when you misspeak, when you misspeak, when you tweet one thing, 30 years of your life and a good record is reduced to one fucking tweet, to one word, one fucking word. And your employer gets the outrage machine, the swarm of outrage that kicks up on social media. Oops, did I say swarm? Yeah, 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 I wanted to get your attention. Watch yourself. I want to get your attention, bro. But it becomes a swarm of at all not not it becomes a swarm of like outrage that that kicks up and your employer has to let you go because they are afraid of that because what right. happens is they go oh wait you're in line with this person you must condone it and to the point dude where you're not able like Kareem Abdul Jabbar 
the great basketball player, wrote an article about how novelists, novelists are having to change the words and sentences in their fucking books because Twitter gets outraged at one line. And it could be a character who's young and just talking in a naive way. And then even though they learn the lesson later, you have to allow characters to speak. Right, right, Brian. This is crazy. Yes. You could even be, like I had a gentleman on my show and we were having a debate and uh, I was debating him and saying that I didn't agree with what he was saying. And I still got dinged for the conversation. Even though I was pushing back on everything that was being said, uh, I still got dinged. You're right. Because a lot of this is done by AI. And AI does not understand sarcasm or doesn't understand fiction or any of that stuff it could also be done by sometimes by by the russian bots or different other 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 countries that are trying to sow discontent because what happens is so this this in this uh book kareem abdul jabbar uses this novel the girl's a teenager and she says something like um oh yeah we can be up an an addict like anne frank and she says it kind of like in a like in a like it sounds cozy and people are like, how dare you say that about Anne Frank? And, and there was this Twitter tirade. And the author not only said, I'm going to take that out of my book and apologize, but said she's not going to be writing novels anymore. And it's like, you can't fucking bow to the mob. The minute yeah. you bow to the mob as an artist, you're a bitch. 100%. And, you're, and, and shame on you. And your and, head is on a stake. Right. But the problem is sometimes your editors and your publishers won't publish your book because you are an unpopular figure because you're coming up with ideas that push back on the mob's fucking narrative. That's 100% dangerous. Brian. But you know what, man, here's the whole thing. It's like, you know, freedom ain't free brother. And sometimes you got to go through it to get to it. And that's why that's I true. feel like what we do, you know, what, yeah. what, what we're doing at this moment is the future. And the future is, that as more, I mean, what we're seeing, Brian, for the first time in at least my life, and I'm 48 years old with a zit, so take, take yeah, but you got a full head of hair, so. and you don't have a lot of gray, so good for Thank you. Thank you. I have mostly in my beard. Yeah. But we're seeing for the first time ever businesses running business not to make customers happy, but to make uh, this this group of just I don't even know who's happy. These are anonymous, this anonymous Twitter storm, this anonymous Twitter mob. Who, who, I mean, like when you have Victoria's Secret, which has very dark, Lex, Lex Wessner is a piece of shit. And if I could fight anybody for charity, it would be that old fuck. Okay. I would fight him and then I would fuck him up. And then I would fucking have a bald Eagle land on my shoulder as I sing about America. Okay. <laughs> fuck let's and, the, okay? and then you go like this, go, go, which means yeah. in bald Eagle, it means attack his face and it yeah. would just take his, Eat face. his dead corpse and just Get watch him pick away that old man. But yes, the brand itself had gotten so successful that actually being a Victoria's Secret model was in fact the pinnacle of beauty over being a playmate, right? right. And I kind of right. talked about this before, but now 
Now they've decided just like Playboy did to allow somebody that really isn't their base to run their thing, which is like a lesbian, uh, uh, an angry lesbian. Yes. And you're like, you're not really playing to your base at this moment. Well, they're going to have a, who uh, wants to buy your stuff. They'll also have a transgender man, a transgender woman. I'm sure as, as their angel. And I can't wait. Because what happens with dudes, because Victoria's Secret was propped up by straight dudes who wanted to see their girlfriends in uncomfortable nylon. Yeah. And, and we all bought it for our girls because we were like, I guess you'll like this. And then she was like, oh, I love it. And then she wears it and then you just take it off. But that, but that actually, and then what's very interesting also is that model didn't really, I guess they weren't doing that well. I guess at the end of the day, they, they economically were kind of like floundering, right? Well, I mean- it most likely was some money laundering going on there, but, oh. but it was the peak. I mean, like how many women can actually fit into a Victoria's secret models thing, but, right. but the base was men. Everything that bought everything was men. I went women, there and bought shit for my girlfriend back in the nineties all the yeah, time. And, and women buying it is to impress men. And Correct. now you're having somebody that isn't really what the brand is for creating outfits for you and it's just it makes no sense whatsoever right i mean well, it look, makes it's a, no sense. when girls are are having a sleepover and they're they're having a girls weekend and they're going to watch a movie and it's raining out you know what they you know what they don't put on for comfort yeah. lingerie yeah they don't put teddies sure. on yeah they sure. put fucking oversized silky pajamas and sweatshirts okay and and super comfortable slippers. They put on moo-moos, right, whatever the right, fuck those right. are. Right, but it's all about presentation, bro- brother. It's yes. like, but and my whole thing is this also. Vegas is a great example of how men and women really want to dress, right? When you go to Vegas, <laughs> guys guys would walk around pajamas if they could, right? It's so fucking true. And women dress like they're going to the MTV, MTV Music Awards. They dress to impress. So it's not that far off. Most and most 100%, 100%. of the time, women dress not for guys because let's face it, guys don't. They could show far. up in a trash bag and we'd be still getting excited. Right? They dress for other women. It's competition yeah, for sure. Because so, women are um, so harsh on each other and they notice all the details. Guys don't notice that shit. We don't know if that eyeliner's trashy or hot. We don't care either way. I'm in. We, I'm yeah. fucking in. We would actually prefer you in nothing. Actually, right. if we could. Uh, you know what? I, how I want to dress. The the way I truly want to dress. And I, I might start doing this because I, I waver between wanting to be a gentleman and wear expensive like sports coats as I get older and just being a dashing older man. But yeah. I also want to dress like a fucking Italian gangster from Staten Island in the 90s where I wear a Fila Velour like track suit. I want track suits, dude. With I like, really like track suits. Me dude. too. And I was leaning more into them forever. And I think I got to get back to that. I do too, man. I think we should always do the podcast in track suits. Brian, if you want to commit to that, I will commit to wearing track suits every fucking show. I think like it's a two, good idea. Two grown ass men. I'm going to buy a fucking track. Hey, Danny, I got to buy a track suit. I, I need to buy a couple track suits. I don't know. Let's what colors, anything that, that makes Sam look fucking uh, in black and white. <laughs> I want to win. My girl's eating mac and cheese right now. It's so delicious. She can't. She's a fucking she power can. player. She's a power player. Power player, bro. How are your babies? They're the best, dude. I love them very much. 
You know, I mean, yeah. I can't believe they're like almost a year and a half. You it's bring unbelievable. Them to my house. Please bring them to my house. And they're just such interesting people. I brought them to Denny's for the first time. <laughs> What'd they think? I couldn't, they were, they didn't even care. They were just like, what the fuck is this? Damn. And they were chill. I couldn't ghost believe how chill. Their, their names are Ghost and Ninja. Yeah, Ghost and Ninja Tripoli. And they were chilling. And I love them. You, you know? are going to be a great dad. I just, I can't stop hugging them. I'm I like, I just want to hug and tell it. And I like, I like, all I want to do is keep them off the pole. That's all I'm trying to do. <laughs> just keep them off the pole. Even if they're on the pole, you'll still, you know them. what, dude, a lot and of people cool. say that. Oh, like, what if you're, you know, you used to do shows with porn stars. What if your daughters do porn? I go, listen, it's not my first choice, but I'd rather <laughs> that than fucking politician. Okay. <laughs> Imagine if your wow. kid came home as a Democrat or a Republican. I'd be like, gross. I told I you what, what my friend said to to these people. He made all the money in the world. He said, I used to wish my kids, I used to wish for my kids that they found what to do with their life. And now I, I only wish one thing for them, that they find a soulmate. Yeah. Somebody that's Dude, you know, uh, I have a friend of mine. Uh, a lot of people around her are passing away. She's at the age where people... Are starting to pass away and some are like out of nowhere too and, and and people are going through stuff and they're thinking about their legacy you know and they're always and she's she's like what's my legacy and i'm like listen man uh nobody talks about johnny carson anymore no you're nobody get it means you're nothing so that's so right the that's only thing true. that matters is like did you connect with people did people connect? Did you make a positive impact in people's lives? That's literally the only thing that matters. I'm in an Anchorage, dude. People who will never, ever go to Hollywood ever in their life are living the best life, super happy. I know. They have maybe 20 people in their circle, yeah. and that's all they care about. And when they pass away, those people show up and cry because they'll miss that love in their life. And that, to me, is a bigger impact than any of these fucking Amazon or Microsoft motherfuckers will ever have, man. I'm going to tell you something, man. Yesterday, I went, I did a show with Tiffany Haddish, who I love, and I've known Tiffany since 2003. And Tiffany's had some success, which I couldn't be happier about, but it hasn't changed her. And I, I, Tiffany, a lot of people don't realize is one of the, she's too generous. She's actually generous to a fault. And, and without going into details, there's no one there. There are very, you're one of them, but there are very few people as generous as Tiffany. She had a really hard fucking life and she does hard shit life. for people. She does shit for people. I can't even tell you. I'll tell you after off air because it wouldn't be appropriate, but it's astonishing the shit she's done for people. But one of the things about someone like Tiffany is that she's such a colorful character, but she, we did the show and she brought, brings with her a crowd of the most positive people. A lot of them are black uh, artists and just the, some of the most po positive motherfuckers I've like that crowd last night at Jam in the Van. It, it was a combination of probably my fans, Felipe Esparza was there, his fans, oh, and wow, Tiffany Haddish fans. It was yeah, bro, and it was and Skylar Stone and Skylar killed it. And I'm telling you, bro, that the crowd that those all four people brought in was one of the best groups of people I've ever ever encountered. And here's the thing about it all. It was black, it was Latino, it was white, it was Asian, it was all kinds of like just a mix of and white dudes with like tattoos and just and what it was was it was people who work for a living. It was people that were driving from places like the Inland Empire. It was people that were driving from Riverside. It was people that were coming from Crenshaw. And I'm telling you, man, there's something about that 
group of people that have to contend with life on a daily basis, that have to contend with people and negotiate life with people they don't necessarily agree with or people that they don't share a culture with or people they don't share a truth with, but they have to do it. And what happens is, and they don't have a lot of money. They might not have a lot of money. They, they, they make with, do with what they have and they have to work for it. Man, oh fucking man, is that a great group of people? Because they Dude. are, their feet are on the ground and their hands are on the world. There is reality yeah. and they understand how the world works and they are not extreme because they can't be. What they are is they're just there trying to get through life, man. And, and a lot of times it's a controlled fall. A lot of times it's chaos that they can't put order to. But what they do have is a smile and they just inherently decent motherfuckers because they know yeah. that everybody around them is in the same goddamn boat. So you can say shit when you come up with jokes. They are with you, man. They're not sensitive. They're not sensitive. They're just with you. They're to laugh and forget about their fucking lives for a second. It was one of the greatest shows I've had in 10 years. Well, I'm happy for you, Brian. Uh, you, are, you are a G and you deserve it all. You really are a wonderful person. And, you know, just like Tiffany, you're just like that as well. And you deserve all that. And everybody on that show is wonderful people and it's great to hear that it's going well and i'm super happy for you and Thanks, tiffany man. haddish is uh, you know i've known tiffany haddish since she was 18 years old i used Me to too. call her even money back in the day even money because i knew yeah because i knew she was gonna blow up yep i go you're gonna yep. be huge you just it's a matter of time before it happens and yep. i you, i can see it usually before other people see it and i knew that was gonna happen for sure and yep. she's a great person i'm super happy for her and she represents a demographic that you know i really hate the diversity conversation i hate that but if there is any demographic that has a complete utter right to complain about how hollywood has treated them it is black females 100 percent when when when, uh, when Tiffany Haddish is the first female black black female stand up to host Saturday Night Live in its forty years, God damn. That, that you're like, what the fuck are we Think talking about, that. about? Think about that, man. Are you kidding me? I didn't realize no. that. That's it's history, ridiculous. Right there. So I knew that she had it, and like, I don't know if our listeners actually know how Tiffany Haddish blew up, but it is the most insane story ever. Tell so it. a young, I called him the young guns. He used to run around Gerard Carmichael. Used I to run. I go, oh, it's the young guns here. He's here to take my job. I love that. And I knew that he was going to blow. I call it, it was him, Taylor Tomlinson, Gerard Carmichael. These are people I go, oh, you're going to be so fucking big. Cause I, I, you know, I could, you, you read energies. You just know when someone's going to blow the fuck up. Yep. And so I knew he was going to blow up and he got, cause he just had a quality about, about him. And he, I just, he was just very smooth, very smooth jazz. Gerard Carmichael. And he gets his special, he gets his show and it's on NBC and they're doing the table reads. Well, the one day they're doing the read, one of the actresses can't make it that day. She can't show up to the table read. So they asked Tiffany Haddish to sit in to read the character for the table read. Wow. Uh, and she's reading. And my friend Willie is like, he co-created the show. Uh, so they're reading it and he's like, holy shit, she's crushing right now. <laughs> and she keeps reading and he, he goes to himself, I, I think she's stealing this role. So he leans over to Drod. She goes, he goes, Drod, I think she's stealing the role. 
And he's like, nah, it's cool. She keeps reading. He looks at Gerard. Gerard's like, looks at him and goes, I think she's stealing the role. <laughs> and by the end of the show, they offered her the role. Damn. On Gerard Carmichael's show. And that's, and all that's she how wrote. she got it. That's and right around then, Girl Trip was also coming out. So right. it was like this perfect storm. And it's here she is, man. Tiffany Haddish. I love it, man. I love it. It, it, it. She's, yeah, anybody who doesn't know, she's such a good person, man. She's beautiful. She's, she's to a fault. Like yesterday I had to say to her, I go, Tiffany, you you are too good for your own good. You're too too kind. I go, you don't owe a motherfucker a thing. You don't owe anybody anything. I agree. She doesn't owe Brian, anybody It's very anything. interesting, dude. You know, yeah. I have so many friends and I just think like, the network of people that I have met my whole life, you know, and like Titans, Titans. Like I am personally friends with Titans. It's quite unbelievable, especially for a kid who flung first grade in upstate New York to be (laughs) friends with fucking Titans. And like to see these journeys and like see see the struggles of these people before anyone even knew who they were. Mm -hmm. And like to hear people talk about sometimes about them. And I'm like, you don't even know them, dude. It's like (laughs) (laughs) when Leslie Jones got Ghostbusters. Oh, another great one. Another another person I love. And I was like, are you guys trying to convince yourself that Leslie Jones isn't funny? She's amazing. And I'm like, And by the way, Leslie Leslie Jones, Jones another, another person, another person, Leslie Jones, so positive and supportive of everybody around her. Leslie Jones never said a bad thing about anybody. Leslie Jones was always, always happy for your success. Always a good person. When she got SNL, I, I, that's another one where I just went, ah, fucking one for the good guys. One for the good for guys. For sure. Because ah, I know she's, she's kind of going through it, trying to get her stuff going. And the hit. now she works all the time. She's doing major movies, which is good. such a wonderful... She's wonderful special. journey dude special, you know man. and i kind of go what is what is everybody's journey we all have different journeys and we all have different uh ending points you know and i'm just super happy you know i have like like anybody i think this like realm that we live in there is always going to be a war to wage right you there's always, always. going to be a fight a, always you know, something to struggle always always a right struggle. and you got to kind of come to grips with that you can't kind of think that the world is is coming down you because that's this world you, there it will always be you know suffering and well, it's when, just when like, you when you want when you want okay in life and you should want like a lot of people step out of that want a lot of people go i'm not going to get in this in this game of this race because i don't, I don't want to lose i'm too afraid to want something but when you have children you love something that much you want nothing but the best for them and they're going to face their challenges and there's that saying you're as happy you're only as happy as your least happy kid so you know it, it, when you when you want to be something when you have a dream and you want to be great at something and if anybody's listening whether it's playing a guitar whether it's having your own business well you know you got to understand, man, it's going to be a motherfucker. And you got to understand, you're going to fail a lot. And you might get a thousand no's and two yeses. But hold on to those yeses, man. Because sometimes it takes one yes for real after 20 years. It takes one yes to change everything. And those 20 years of struggle, you won't even remember them. You won't worry about it. It'll mean nothing. It'll be beautiful. It'll just, it'll just inform who you are. People will be able to look at you and they'll go to you for advice because they'll know that you got way more no's than yeses, that you, that you 
that you basically were wrong so much more than you were right. And that's why you're in a position to tell people what to do. That's why you're in a position to give them advice that actually matters. And there's something about that. Like, look, look at what's going on with you now. You're selling out and shit. You know, and I've been waiting for that forever with you because you were you were destroying rooms. I gave you the nickname the monster back in fucking literally 15 years. I think it was 15 years ago. So it's I like, love it, dude. Well, I mean, I, but, but everybody thankful. who's trying shit, you you got to just keep going. You got to keep going. It's like well, here, Brian. I, here's the biggest thing: the journey is so long, and it flies, but yeah. it is so long Life like is success long. in your 20s does not equal success in your 40s Fuck and no. failures in your 30s don't equal success in your 40s no. it is such a long journey and that like you know i'm blessed to be at a place where i realize that what what doesn't kill you makes you stronger and i know that's very like true, um though. yeah i mean it's just it's an old saying it's cliche but i i mean it's like I take things that are that that get me down or make me sad or make me angry and I, I go, what is the learning moment here? Like what is what is the universe trying to teach me right now? You know, was it trying to show me because I have to see it before it really shows me. And I and when you look at stuff like that, it really changes kind of how everything works. Life is a constant learning moment and when when you stop learning i think that's when it's like you call it a day i mean you gotta learn constantly and you know you gotta learn little things like you know you can't control people that's a big thing for me and you know some for me right now that i'm really going through is like i just want to go where I, I i'm wanted i want I want to ascend a little more in my life right now. And I feel like I've been doing the same thing over and over again, like chasing this dragon in, in Hollywood and in comedy. Like, I think I'm going to take a break from just like doing spots in LA, man. And because I'm like, why am I doing this? I, I'm not happy doing it. I'm doing it because it's old behavior. Right. But, I mean, like I want to go and learn to cook. I want to go and like be really great at shooting my guns. I want to garden. So my Girls why don't you come to my to house? Play. Why don't you come to my house? Why don't you fucking cook for me? Why don't you garden? I'll get you a goddamn apron. And then you can get, I'll give you a gun and you can stand sentry and be my fucking private security See, guard. Brian, Let me that's put why you to you're work. the best. I'll you're put a dream you to work. Maker. Get in my kitchen. Maker. Get an apron on. Get a fucking apron on and some assless chaps and cook me up some fucking pot, some pot roast. How's that sound? Sunshine? Huh? <laughs> And then fucking, what else did you want to do? Yeah, clip my roses. Oh, I don't have roses? I better by the end of the day. You know what I'm saying, bro? And then fucking stand sentry. I'm tired. We'll take no some Adderall and shut the fuck up. And watch no my eye house. contact. No eye contact and no talking. I like it quiet. I like uh, it super dude, quiet. I'll and wear a fucking mask. I don't want your fucking COVID. Yeah, there you go. This is me not talking, but talking to myself. Look. You're plotting my demise, dude. Hey, I see your little lips moving. Quit talking to yourself, you son of a bitch. Ryan, when are we gonna do some gigs, you fucking You fuck? don't have the fucking stones, dude. You ain't got the stones. So there's a new I, I'm doing the I'm doing the American comedy company this Saturday. But I, you know, it's like maybe we should find another club sometime after that. I don't know if you got gigs in San Diego, but we should we find should somewhere. Brea, we should do the Brea Improv. We should do we should do the um, 
Irvine Improv, we should take a Wednesday Those night. Those are just such monster huge rooms. I know. Take a Wednesday night. All right, we can find other rooms. You're, you're afraid, I, huh? Dude, let's you're just afraid. find a simple room where we could test this out and have some fun and yeah. not have you pacing that half the room is full. You're like, why doesn't anyone love me? It's like, <laughs> hey, dude, I'm good, you know? So right, let's we'll find let's, a uh, Yeah, let's find a little rock and roll club that we that. can go up there and just fucking shake the walls. Do it in LA. We can do it at the Ice House. Uh, dude, is the ice house even open? It's open, dude. We can go to the ice house. Let's go do a we fucking do, weekend we at the ice house. We should do a gig in the ice house. Yeah, dude. we'll do one at Ha Ha and, and we'll, at the cafe, and we'll do one at the ice house. Fuck, we it. should do that, dude. I'd love those it. Those are the those are the shows I'm gonna do in L.A. Where there it's you like go. gig shows where we get the door, and we'll do yeah. a we'll do a Wednesday or a Thursday, and we'll we'll crush it. I'm totally down. Even with a that, Sunday, bro. I don't give a shit. I'm totally down. I would love to go to the ice house. I think that'd be a ton of fun. Yeah. We'll have a blast. I would love to do that shit. All right. We got to do that, dude. All right. Are we good? I'm good, buddy. Come see me at the um, Ontario Improv, the end of the month, July 29, 30, 31. And then I'm at the Houston Improv, Houston, August 19, 2021. I'm sorry. It's so fucking hot there, but let's rock and roll. Guys, I got, I got dates on samtriplee.com. And just so you know, I'm now starting to just do like, I'm going, I'm going to do my own path, man. I'm getting these alt venues and I'm doing it myself. And so I'm coming to your town. We're going to pack out a couple hundred seat venues and we're going to go fucking hard in the paint. And I want to go as underground as possible. So that's kind of where I'm at. And I hope you join me. I will come to your town. I'm booking shows with my friend, Johnny, my friend Zane. We're going to put those shows out, start killing it. And uh, when Brian gets his tampon off his asshole, we'll huh? do some conspiracy social. I got a leaky butt. Road. I got a leaky fucking butt. Yeah. Leaky you so butt. Funny, dude. You're the funniest dude. I know, bro. My girl was like, ew. Yeah. I got some leaking. I got some leakage going on. Don't know where it's from. Ryan, are you going to be cool in the old home or are you going to call it a day before that? I've been talking calling, to my friend. I'm calling it a fucking day. All right. You're just going to be like Audi 2000? <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. Come on, man. I'm with you, dude. I Now that I have children, my one goal in life is not to have them ever wipe my butt. That's, That's right. a big goal in my life. I write that on my vision board. Ghost Ninja do not have to clean my butt. I'm going to do all the cocaine and I'm going to get up on a fucking biplane standing up and I'm just going to have that plane take off and I'm just going to snort all the blow until my heart stops and I'm going to let go and just fucking die. There the you ocean. go, bro. Over the there ocean. There you go. Yep. yep. That's how you do good. it. You do, you do it for your children. So they don't I would, I would also like to face my biggest fear though. I'd like what to go that? to like Dance? Australia. I'd like to go to Australia and just go into like where, when just find the biggest crocodile and just fucking dive in the water and just be like, come take me. Let me see if I can handle this. You want to die a pain death, bro? Well, he'd grab you and roll you and you'd be like, all right, I'm gone. It'd be kind of cool. And then you just get eaten. You know, maybe when I'm old and I want to call a day, I'll go back and do all the drugs and just be like, fuck it. Let's let's do a God shot worth of this shit. <laughs> God shot. And just fucking <laughs> take me, Lord. God, 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 just fucking tweak my balls off and call it a fucking day. Yeah. The minute I can't control my butthole yeah. and I, I need my daughters to clean my butt, I am yeah. out. That well, maybe, maybe though you wake up in a, in a fucking, like you realize you're a brain in a vat and this has all been one big simulation. So who knows? And then you're like, oh, I mean, why was dude, you can't, I listen, the key is you can't kill yourself because then you violate your contract and you have to come back and do it again. Yeah. So you got to go out 
in a way that the universe is like, I, uh, how can I hate that? Right. What What happens when you find out all your conspiracy theories are all bullshit, though? And I was right. Like, that's going to be a tough so, one. So, Brian, right? I'm about to celebrate the 500th episode of, of Tim Foyle Hat. Yeah. And what so, happens if you realize it was all fucking just a bunch so of noise? So, basically, Brian, that's about 100 episodes over five years, right? Yeah. Five years. Yeah. Now, do you think that I would keep going if I was wrong all the time. I'm just saying, why don't you call it Hamster on a Wheel? Have you ever thought about changing the name of Tinfoil Hat to Hamster on a Wheel? I mean, you know what I mean? When you die and God goes, hey, dude, what's with, and he's got your entire life on one piece of paper. I'll call a rat in a cage. How about that one? It's your report card. And he's like, hey, why'd you waste so much time on this fucking thing called Tinfoil Hat where you guys were talking about nothing? Why don't you listen to Brian Callen, he was opening a door for you guys to come in see the truth and instead you guys were like and there's a bunch of dark arts and the black nobility Brian, let me and ask the gray you nobility I, let's be honest here brian yeah. and you've mentioned this early so you're already on the record with your 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 view on this who's coming more to whose side Hey, dude. This show. Yeah, hey, dude. and by the way, we already have this on record, so I'll go back and have the court stenographer read back the minutes. I, I'm having trouble hearing you right now. <laughs> I, there must be a bad connection in Anchorage. Why don't you go fucking watch grizzly bears catch salmon in midair, you fuck? Uh, dude, I got to go do that. Brian, I'm going to go enjoy myself. You're yeah, I, listen, dating, dating me is got to be the worst because we, I mean, you're more active than I am, but I like, I make my living going out and doing stuff. Yeah. Everything I do as my job is somebody's night out on the town. So right. when I don't have to work, I really love doing nothing. That's good, nothing. Man. It's yes. like, it's a 4th of July. What do you want to do? Nothing. nothing. I want to do nothing. Nada. I want to chill here, stare at the wall yeah. and watch it dry. Yep. That's what I enjoy for fun and hang yeah. out with my kids. Those are it. That's it. I'm not like, let's go out and kayak. Well, let's go Anchorage, Anchorage has got a lot of strip clubs apparently. Yeah. But a lot That's of these trouble. chicks are built like linebackers. Yeah. But probably it's like junior say in a fucking thong <laughs> going, who, who wants a fucking shower dance? Right. <laughs> let's go to the VIP. No, thank you. Junior say <laughs> All right, dude. I love you. The Oh, real quick. Last final thing. Yeah. Uh, guys, Please stop sending me stories that when I hit it, it's that big black dick guy. Okay. <laughs> Could you please stop saying because so boring. I've watched so much porn that does nothing to me. Right. I'm like, yeah, yeah seen that dick a million fucking yeah. times or anything like it. Your powers are useless against me. Okay. <laughs> I built up a tolerance to black dick. It does not shock me anymore. I'm like, yeah. And <laughs> what? Okay. When so stop funny, sending me the dead black dick guy. Okay. One of the funniest things that Rogan ever did is when he got his Twitter hacked. He got his Twitter hacked. And he goes, "When I get my Twitter, when 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 you when you hey guys, my Twitter was my Twitter was hacked and taken over. Um, so when you see uh, when you see me tweeting out pictures of huge black cocks, you'll know I got my Twitter back." <laughs> I was like, it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> ah, it was a good head fake. All right. On that uh, note, we love you. Love Sammy you, Boy, Conspiracy Take Social care. Club. Long live, a.k.a. Deep Waters. Long live this podcast. Hey, hey, leave some five-star reviews, man. Mm-hmm. It helps mm-hmm. the show. We got up to top 100. Let's get back there. We got to get fucking, we also got to get back in the studio, dude. We'll see you on, I'll see well, you on you Tuesday. you know, you're traveling the world. Not anymore. I'll see you on Tuesday. Can't wait. All right, buddy. Love you. Love you too. Bye, Anthony. Bye, Anthony. Good Take stuff. care.